Ladies and gentlemen, good afternoon, good evening, good morning. I have no idea when you hear this, so hopefully I checked all of those boxes. This is a weekly games chat. It is episode 391. Uh, and of course, if you forgot, this is the world's greatest podcast about video games. My name is Sean. It's always a pleasure to be here. Uh, shout out to everybody following us on twitch.tv. When we went live today, there was a, like one of y'all in here. So hey to you. Uh, but I, we are not alone, okay? Uh, we have John and Chris here today, the the trio, the Triforce, if you will. We don't, and when we're together, we don't get we don't get bullied. I'll tell you that much. Hmm. Um, <laughs> John is drinking one of my favorite beverages, um, so we'll go to him like we always do first. It is an Angry Orchard. I do love those drinks, and uh, Chris, of course, is behind the wheel on the. Uh, on the technical side of the production, we'll get to him in just a second. Rocking a Pepsi Max, it looks like. Uh, but John, how you been, man? Since the last time we spoke, life been good. Oh, he's doing some tickling. He's doing tickling. Life is good. How you doing, Sean? <laughs> I'm doing real, real good. Uh, I, I feel like I'm. I feel like I'm spacing out. Um, I don't remember what we talked about last week on the podcast. I don't either. <laughs> High five, Rush. <laughs> Oh we yeah, talked about Hi-Fi Rush last week. Hi-Fi Rush. I don't remember us talking about that. <laughs> What's um, I don't. Sorry, know. Sean. How are you? I, I asked. I'm you. good. Um, John, look, listen. I I can't keep up with PTO anymore. And if you weren't here last week, <laughs> I just remembered that. <laughs> uh, that is not to say that I don't know when you're not here. It's just that, like, just how, just how you kind of. We don't remember. We don't remember anything after we say it. It's we not hit record. Enough to remember, it's okay. True facts. One hundred. What? Um, I do have a bone to pick for you. We're gonna come back to that in just a minute. Yeah, man. Um, you did something today. Or I should say, you didn't do something today. And I got word about it. We're gonna have to have a chat live on the interwebs. Okay. But yeah, Chris, <laughs> Chris's eyes just got gigantimous. So there is that. I remember. How you doing, Chris? I'm doing good. How are you? We don't That's have it? we don't have football anymore. Yeah, I know. We do have congratulatories going out to the Kansas City Chiefs. The Chiefs Kingdom, baby. Mm-hmm. They won the thing. <laughs> I'm sad now. I have nothing to do on Saturdays well, and Sundays. Well, the USFL is coming out soon. I saw all those commercials on Fox. So oh. that'll be fun. Uh it they and they take shots at the Rocks XFL. Uh, they talk about how like it's not this Hollywood fancyisms, so we shall see. We shall see. But yeah, ladies and gentlemen, this is the part of the show that is called the intro, uh, which we just kind of ease into this thing. You know what I'm saying? We don't just push it in; we ease it. Yeah, that's how we do it. What? What happened? All right, so let's pivot back to John. Hmm. So, so I get a text from my wife today. Your wife? Apparently. Every every time that they can, they see each other, right? My wife and John work in the same building, I believe. I believe that's how that works. Mm-hmm. And so John knows my wife and go up and he'll hug her. And he'll usually say something to the effect of love your face, love you, something, have a good day, something. Well, you may not take my wife for being one of those who who remembers those things. However, the text today read, I just saw John. He hugged me. And he didn't tell me he loves me. Sad face. Crying emoji. <laughs> you, sir, 
have failed. Look, when I when I'm over there tonight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she uh she she made she made me well aware of that when I failed to say it. Um, I ran into her in the cafe this morning, and I'm I I walked up to her and I said, "Hey, Bobby Joe, can I give you a hug?" And I always I didn't just hug her; I just I asked permission. Twenty twenty three, right? You know, and she also happened to say that yesterday, which, ladies and gentlemen, was Valentine's Day. It was Valentine's Day. She said that you, it's the reason it hurt her so much that I didn't say I love you is because you didn't say I love you to her all day yesterday. Yes, I, she's full of, she's full of bad words. If malarkey. That's, malarkey. Malarkey. Yeah, no, we had a good day. Um, it was fantastic. We, uh, we ended up doing things. I tried to do this. There's this TikTok <laughs> trend. No, not <laughs> there's this trend on TikTok. I don't know if it's in your algorithm or not, John, because you have the TikTok, right? Right? Mm-mm. No. no. Um, but it's one of those things where you like you hold up either post-it notes or index cards, right? So the person behind the camera holds it up to somebody's face. The person cannot see what's written on these cards. And normally you can either do you can do something sexual or you could do like a date night. You can have fun. Uh, so I tried to do that. So we, we picked like where we were going to eat and dessert and all that stuff. So I have no idea if that's going to go on my TikTok because apparently I misspelled Baskin Robbins. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I did. I get uncomfortable admitting that. I thought it had two Bs. Maybe it does. Maybe it doesn't. Either way, I'm disclosing it. I'm going to do what they call own it, John. I will own it. So. Uh, that's cool. And and I'm going back to the fact of the first thing she saw yesterday was a balloon, a Mylar balloon. I situated right outside of our bedroom door is the garage door to get to the garage, right? And right in front of that door, she has to leave every morning to get in the car. I put a balloon in her way that says, I love you to start her day. Because mm. that's what I do. I tend to make uh, the Valentine's Day kind of fun. I know there's some folks out there like, Egh, it's all a money haul. Boo love. You know what? To you, I hug you virtually, and I say maybe next year, big guy. Well, one, th- one thing I know about <laughs> one thing I know about one thing I know about your wife is when she loves, she loves hard, and when she has relationships, she's really into those relationships. Yes. And me and I think I was joking. I made a I made a wisecrack to Clarissa because I was talking about the podcast. I'm like, I wonder if Sean might need to step back uh, Tuesday night for the podcast because of Valentine's Day. Yeah. And she said, I'll, you should probably ask him. And then I said to him, it was mean. I should have said it. I said, oh, I, no. said, I, said I don't, maybe Sean doesn't have to worry about it. it, it maybe Bobby Joe's just making plans with summer. <laughs> Facts, right? But you can make that joke because you know me and you know us and you know that. Well, I, um, I know that those two are like, they're yeah. practically married to each other. And you guys, yeah. are, you, you are, you are, you are the side chick. <laughs> You are the side chick. Speaking of side chick, not to pivot too far off topic, but I go to Crystal the other day. I was being a bad boy, right? Mm-hmm. And they actually have it on the menu now, not just in advertising, the side chick edition or combo. I can't remember the word. So you can add the two side chicks for like a dollar twenty-five. Do you know who this you know who the spokesman was for that? No. Brittany Renner. You don't see you didn't see that commercial? Uh uh-uh. uh. You know who Brittany Renner Renner is? Uh-uh. Okay. I don't think I do. I know who Brittany Renner is. She's famous for being a side chick. A side chick. 
Well, then that is amazing. It really yeah. is. Uh, I don't know how to pivot now to Chris's topic because of that, how brilliant that commercial is. But I will say this. Uh, I'm excited about something, and Chris was excited about something too, so much so that really uncharacteristically of Chris, he made a new friend. Yes, I did, Sean. <laughs> I made a new friend. His name is Doug. He is my best friend. And I made him. I made him brick by brick. And yard by yard. And his name is Doug Bowser. (laughs) Doug E. Bowser. President of Nintendo. Is this the secret to top secret super project that I, I was... Yo, uh, that is amazing. Yes, you can. This is a, ladies and gentlemen, a Twitch exclusive. If you didn't see the episode live, you can come back and see the VOD. See, John, a VOD is, uh, but it is, it looks really, whoa, it's doing things now. John, how do you feel when you see what Chris created, his new friend? It looks nothing like Jack Black. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, That's a tie-in to the movie. I didn't realize it was like, like movable like that yeah that's really cool yeah that is dope i should have known that it was something along these lines because out of the blue chris sent me a link i think during the process of building this uh of a new lego set he's excited to get and it's uh i don't want to miss say what it was what was it the shot no it wasn't the shire no it's uh rivendale rivendale Rivendale. it's like 350 bucks dude 300 bucks chris 350 bucks yeah, that's nothing. That's half of a VR. <laughs> yeah, he's but funny because uh, it's true. It's funny. <laughs> he's he's now one of the largest I've made. Um, that is dope. And it took a while. It took it a t- while. It took a while. How many pieces? Uh, what is it? It'd been so funny if it would have hit the mic and just shattered just then. <laughs> <laughs> oh, got Penny pooping out blocks for weeks. <laughs> I don't know, but a lot. That book is thick. Yeah, that book yeah. is that is a thick book. That is some thickness. It was wow. twenty-one bags of Legos separated out. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I kind of I think I hinted one day we were hanging out and I hinted that might be what you're doing. Um, but I didn't know that it was to the, I've never seen that Lego set in my life. It's gorgeous. It's really it gorgeous. It'd be really cool. So like my BB eight. Um, you can you can hit a button or do something to him. I can't remember. And his little thumb comes out with a thumbs up with a lighter. It'd be cool if there was some way that his mouth would open and fire would come out. That would there be there is. Oh, do you have to add like what lighter fluid in it? Because is that legit, Chris? Chris's head kind of did this. Yeah, it he did is. a little. It did a little bob. It is. It could do do Oh, he just didn't put it in. Uh. <laughs> oh, and I just <laughs> snapped his leg off. <laughs> hey man, we we oh his leg is literally off. All for the show. That makes me, when you put a Lego together, it makes me nervous when it comes disconnected because you never know if you're going to, he got it back right. So Chris, um, now that you've put him together, what is under that shell? Oh, like what's in there? Is there a little Bowser? No, there is a very complicated (laughs) chess piece that runs his neck. 
mm. and, yeah. and a bunch of other things. And then, oh wait, oh, uh, I don't know if it'll shoot. I don't know. That's I, <laughs> I haven't figured this out get, yet. Get your fingers out of his mouth. Oh no, oh, my uh, God. Chris, uh, Chris, put it down. Ah, okay, it was good. <laughs> put it down. Hey, it looks like a, a character from Assassin's Creed Unity. Right. I don't know that reference. Never played it. Never played it, John. Yeah, it was. It's kind of crazy what Chris is talking about. Um, anybody out there that's built a Lego set that moves, there's, there's this like, I don't even know how to explain it. There's a whole other world underneath that makes things work. Well, it, Sean. Yeah. The way the way you were going a few months back about Assassin's Creed, you should have been well past. <laughs> I really, really need to play that those games i love them too much but i always something happens every time you get tuckered out <laughs> i get hey your dog looked up like what would you say about me um he is taking his <laughs> appropriate oh he's chilling spot. yeah hey did you notice chris's new little shelf he got to display his things we're rubbing off on him john after all these years he's growing up man he's growing he, up. he really is i'm a he big really boy is. now he still rips boxes wide open when he gets them. <laughs> I love the way he does it too. He does this, and he just pulls. So that is actually a great segue. Watch this professionalism, Chris. Uh, he, Chris is awesome. I don't admit this often. Um, sometimes whoa, he's a very whoa, whoa. he's a very nice boy. Uh, and it's usually when I'm self centered and he does things that are for me. And he did a thing that was for me. Um, uh, the other day I got a I got a link from him and he said, "Hey, he, I don't I don't even think he sent anything to me. I just saw it." It was a video to uh, P.S. I Love You's podcast, um, which is recorded. It's got Greg Miller on it. You know the deal. And they were unboxing the P.S. VR 2. And I bring that up because at one point, they bring how uh, they bring up how Greg Miller, one Greg Miller, is exactly like our very own Chris Lockhart. When they decide to open something, it is destroyed. And and it was on it was on uh, display uh, initially not with the PSVR box that Greg opened, but the peripheral they had, which was a, uh, their little controller charger that's going to come out, destroyed the box. That's it's what, a box. Who cares? <laughs> well, but well, turns out you're, it came out later that PlayStation actually doesn't want you to destroy if you get a PSVR two, the box that it comes in because they've put like a carton in it to make it a storage box for you until things kind of come out and you can get something different. So that's kind of important, but that, that actually ties in that, that story is called a segue into what I'm virtually excited about. And it's no surprise. We are sitting on recording day now, the day after Valentine's day. So it's two fifteen, right? February 15th already boys. That means in a week, in one week, theoretically the world is going to have their hands on the PSVR two, including your boy, uh, I'm just so excited about it. I There has been a plethora of YouTube content creators that have released videos explaining how not bad it is, but how much it's actually really good where we're at now in the VR world. And I'm seeing a lot of these communities come together uh, that, that are like, hey, hey, enough of this, this, this like supposed PC VR master race thing that's happening. You know how PC master races are where they're mad because VR games aren't coming out for just their systems anymore. And enough with the meta quest two guys and the PSVR folks, let's come together and all be happy when things come out so that this niche can continue to grow 
and it's you know and stay in the industry for a while and i was reminded uh of just how how excited i am when i looked at the calendar today boys um i don't know if you're going to be able to take the level of excitement i get john i may facetime you directly <laughs> when i get when i That's get fine the, with me. the the backs in the mail when is it um, when is this happening again when is this going down when do you when do you get it in the mail playstation gave me the window and apparently this is the thing it could be day of release but it could take longer. I think it depends on potentially when you pre-ordered. I pre-ordered early. I don't know. I got an email the other day. <laughs> it was so PlayStation. They said, hey, just checking in. Thanks for your pre-order. Let you know that in a few days, that card you gave us will be charged. We're going to take <laughs> all your money. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. So there we are. We're sitting here. We're sitting here in the intro. Uh, we're a week away for the PlayStation VR 2. Uh, and just one more time, if you misses, if you missed Chris's, uh, that's amazing, Chris. I'm kind of excited that you kept that from me until right now. Thought I kind of like well, when John did the thing he did live on this show when he was like, and, I got it, and he like showed it. Do you remember that, John? It was amazing. You got an Xbox, I think, is when you did that. Mm-hmm. That was so effing awesome. I love when we do that. But it's actually kind of hard because we get excited when new things come out. I don't know. It is what it is. Uh, but, yeah, the Chiefs are the world champions in the uh, National Football League. Uh, none of us. We watched that game. I watched it pretty partial. Pretty just, I mean, not partial, but neutral. It was a good game. Good game I, to watch. I know I there was controversy. I got what I wanted, right? Devontae had a good day. Jalen had a good day. The Eagles lost. That was what I wanted. True, because... <laughs> You know, Washington, hashtag commanders. What's up? Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Never going to root for that team to win. Right, Ever. right. And that, that, that's, that's fair. Uh, but So now, John, um, we have no more football, as Chris alluded earlier. What are we going to do? What's going to fill our times, John? Basketball. Well, you never <laughs> talked about football last year. so it's True. Like, it's like nothing ever happened. <laughs> well, we have this one friend, right, Chris and I, who hates when we talk about football. He He lets us know. Um, he's like, I, I heard the show last week. I really kind of wish you guys didn't talk about football so much. You guys are Alabama homers. Uh, Georgia is superior back to back, baby. World 65 to 7. And, you know, we're like, we want to make sure that guy is happy. You know? I'm sure it's exactly that Mike Bobo is his new offensive coordinator. We haven't touched. Yeah, you're right, Chris. We haven't touched base with him. But a familiar name to Georgia, uh, Mike Bobo has returned, like Chris just said. To, yeah. For offensive coordinator, so yeah. we like shall see. We shall bubble. see. Uh, <laughs> Hague asked if we thought, "What do we think of the penalty at the end?" Uh, it's a penalty, and I mean, I wouldn't have been upset if they didn't call it, but at the same time, it's a penalty. The guy admitted he held him, so it is what it is. I think you got called. Yeah. It's it's a it sucks because the game started developing an an ending that people thought they were going to get. And you're reminded instantly that that can all be derailed and you're going to get whatever it is. Uh, it was still a good spectacle. I love that about the Super Bowl. I'm not going to lie. Uh, everything about it. We got a first time chatter in our, our twitch.tv. Uh, that, of course, would be under weekly games chat. Uh, and this is from B. Jonimus. Uh, well, if I said that wrong, what is supposed to be BJ Onimus? I don't know. XFL boys. Yeah. We brought that up earlier. I think out of the two football things that will come out, you know, after the NFL, the USFL and the XFL, I'm watching USFL. 
I think I remember watching it before the pandemic really hit, and I thought it was a good product. Plus, the uh, Birmingham team, the uh, Birmingham team, is actually last year was pretty good, or I guess the year before that. So, <laughs> uh, our head boy Acid says, uh, "B. Johnimus must be a John fan." John, is this your your alt account you've logged into? Probably. <laughs> It'd be amazing if we found out that John, you know, tech guy ended up having alt accounts on things and he was just so savvy. It would be fantastic. How do you get my OnlyFans name? <laughs> oh, hashtag hacked. Hashtag exposed. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I think I, unless you boys have anything else to add, I think we're kind of rocking here in the intro. I, I'm still, I can't believe Chris built a, a freaking Bowser. <laughs> it's amazing. Uh, he had instructions, okay? True. Dude, those books are kind They are so intricate that if you miss one little thing, your whole build's effed. The fun part is later on when you start to realize, I'm going to have to make two of these. And you, instead of waiting for the book to tell you to do it, you do both of them at once. Yeah. So, but I think what we should do, Chris, I think we should both find a way to elicit money out of folks, right? And we can buy Rivendell. Based on that elicitation of money. I will buy Rivendale. For the show. Rivendale <laughs> will happen. I've I've spent so much on Lego now that I don't I've gone over that hurdle. If I want yeah, it. Like, yeah. Yeah. Cause I mean, like, I, I'm actually more so hesitant to buy the ones that are like, you know, eighty nine to a hundred dollars because I'm like, yeah, that's gonna be done in like an hour and a half to two hours. <laughs> You're that guy now. Yeah. You're, you're Lego elitist. I want I want something that's going to make me invest my time for a while, you know? I got uh I got I got puzzle elitist on me. One I built a puzzle. I can't remember what it is. John, it was you. It was John. And it was a 500 or 1000 piece puzzle and John scoffed at me. Like you rookie. <laughs> Cuz his wife. She's his legit. Wife. She has a puzzle room, dude. It's legit. I remember um, those. The new, did you see the new house, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know how long we call it the new house. It's like the house. It's, yeah. I think he's been um, living in there since the pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> that room is epic and it has a puzzle, puzzleness all up in it. Um, speaking of all up in it, what? We're going to go ahead and end the uh, intro if we're, if we're good with it and get ready for our topic. I'm very excited for, uh, I'm going to give you a tease for John because, I mean, what the topic is, whoever thought. Right? Whoever thought this is Jeff exciting. Grubb. Jeff Grubb thought. He just thought it would have been last year. Ladies and gentlemen, we've done it. We've made it to our topic time for this week in episode 391. And listen, no matter how you got here, if you listened to the entire intro and you you just waited for this to start, or if on your smart device you scrolled on over to where we told you that this started, welcome. Everybody, let's get in, get settled, close the doors. Let's get all snugly. And we're going to do a thing now. It's called be quiet, right? Or shut up, if you will, so we can properly, properly allow Chris to introduce this week's topic. The topic is Metroid Prime Remastered! 
I want to point that is a that looks amazing. Uh, John just showed his Nintendo Switch OLED, and the timing of it was perfect as Chris did that. When I when I, I got a little bone to pick though, John, I'm fighting for you right now. Where was the music? When I Chris looked, has a game he wants to talk about, there's music to intro it. I'll be honest. When John's I, favorite series of all time comes on the show. I looked, but I looked at about five o'clock and. It just, I could not find something that was like right away. I was like, yeah, that works. Bro. You know, you know it would be nice if my co-host would help me and send things. Bro. Two, two things. First, you didn't ask for help. Second, John, he didn't think about you until five o'clock today. That's about the same time I think about it, regardless of who's talking. Yeah, John is. You're doing the music. That's actually a good point. Acid Sugar. He said John is actually doing the music right now. That's amazing. He is helping. <laughs> he is helping. <laughs> oh, Here we go, man. John. I'm excited, dude. You should be excited. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, I usually travel with my Switch. And I was watching the Nintendo Direct in my hotel room. Uh, on a work trip. And that was the one time when I was like, ah, I don't need it. I'm not going to have time for this. Right. And <laughs> it's the, it, and they made the announcement on the Nintendo direct. And we'll talk a little bit more about that later, but we, they made an announcement on the Nintendo direct that I knew they would never make ever. And besides Metroid prime four is canceled. That's not coming out. Um, <laughs> they, geez, my dogs, all three of them. You gotta let them out real quick. I can't. If they if I let them out, they'll go crazy outside, and and I can't let them back in. But I'm sitting there watching this trailer for Metroid Prime Remastered, and at first I'm going, "Where's the trilogy? Why not the trilogy? Why didn't you just release the trilogy?" But then they go, and it's available. And I don't know. Maybe sometimes they do this. I can't remember the last time Nintendo of all companies go, and it's available right now they usually so, do it with like if there's like the demo right like you know octopath the traveler 2 is coming in march but you could try the demo with cross you know with save progression today well that, that's what i thought they were that's what i thought they were saying at first i was like oh yeah. the demos oh, oh! <laughs> and uh yeah so that was that was like i was going nuts because i that happened, and I was surrounded by no switch at all. <laughs> and uh, you know, I'm I'm driving home with my coworker, going, "Can you can you go a little faster? Can you go a little faster?" But yeah, so this uh, Metroid Prime, the trilogy itself, it's not my favorite version of Metroid. I think I've I think I've said that, but that's also like saying that you know. Eight layer chocolate cake is be- is 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 better than six layer chocolate cake. Yeah, that's true, but it's still chocolate cake. And one of the first thing I remember back in two thousand one. I mean, if you go back with me, if you take a journey with me, you go back to two thousand one, and Nintendo tells you that they're making Metroid first person. You're going, yeah, this is going to be a disaster. This is going to bomb. But when you look back on the history of first person shooters in my in my opinion when 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 you when you when you see the history of them trying to work out what the what the first person shooter ends up becoming 
Metroid Prime is a part of that story. It is a part of that evolution, in my opinion. You've got you've got Doom, you've got Goldeneye, you've got Halo um combat evolved, and, and you have Metroid Prime. Um, you know, if as 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 beloved as all of the all of these games are, and particularly Halo, Halo and Metroid Prime came out the same generation. If you put them side by side, and I know fundamentally they're probably trying to do different things. But if you put those games together side by side, you won't believe, if, and, and nobody ever thinks about this, you won't believe how much better of a game Metroid Prime looks aesthetically. Not saying gameplay-wise, that's, I mean, everybody's got their preference there. But it really just blew everybody's socks off. And it's one of those games that I've always in my mind thought was way ahead of its time one of the most beautiful looking games of that generation. And it's, I think it's Chris, you can correct me if I'm wrong. You, you probably know this. It's, I think it's, I think it's the highest rated, at least highest rated first person shooter of all time. Um, but I think it's, I think it enjoys the, the original version has a 97 on Metacritic. Now, you know, when you talk about Metacritic scores and you talk about decades that these games come out, that doesn't give you a pic. Uh, that doesn't give you an, a fair picture of this game's better than this game because in 2002 this got a 97 and this game in 2022 got a 93. You know, it, or an 89. You know, it just doesn't. It just doesn't paint the whole picture. But this game is called a remaster, and for the life of me, I don't know why. And it's not just me saying this. You can go to you can go to YouTube and talk and and go to videos of people talking about this thing. This is the best this game has ever looked. And it's one, you remember, you, you, you remember hearing the old adage of when a remaster comes out and you say, it looks the way I remember it looking, you know, it, it, and it's kind of a compliment that way. Right. It's like this, I'm playing this, but it's how I remember it looking. But if you look at it side by side, it's like night and day. This is, um, this is, if this is in fact a remaster, and I think a lot of data miners went back and said they actually found that they used um, original code, uh, the original engine was used here, but they did an amazing job, ladies and gentlemen, on this remaster. It almost looks like a remake, and I'm, and it's an interesting, and that just goes into a discussion that the three of us have had on this show. Um, and is an interesting discussion in and of itself. What makes a remaster versus a remake? Right. Because there's some games that come out where Wind Waker HD, this game here, sort of blurs that line. Where I think, I think technically you're going to call this a remaster. But it is just one of the cleanest, most beautiful remasters of a 20 year old game that I've ever seen. Where where some people, <laughs> yeah. And this and this could be a knock. You, this could be taken as like a kind of a knock on the Switch, but ironically, some people are saying that this is the best looking game on Switch, and it's from a twenty year old game. Um. So I, I mean, I've played this game multiple times, probably more times than I've played Dead Space. I think it's a phenomenal game. I think all three of them, all three of the Prime games are phenomenal. My only. And this is just a per I'm not here to tell you that Prime or is better that the first person Metroid, which is beloved by many people, is better than the side scrolling 
I'm just telling you that 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 to me that Metroid Prime and the first person perspective takes away from Samus's agility that is demonstrated in the side scrollers where she's fast, she's kinetic, her combat style, everything is different. And this game does a very good job recreating what Metroid's supposed to feel like. I mean, it it feels like the side-scrolling classics of yore. Oh. Uh, but, but with the only thing lacking that you don't feel quite as agile as you would in a Super Metroid or, or what I consider probably the best Metroid game I've ever played metroid dread yeah you did i know what you said that thing was phenomenal you. but um but this but this is i mean this there's no escaping that this is one of the greatest games um ever made now you can say this is one of the top 50 greatest games ever made top 100 games ever made top 10 games ever made all i can tell you is and i, I don't think any of you would disagree this is always going to be in that conversation this is always going to come up in that conversation so kind because, of a noob question are all the primes the the first person? Is that all, the- yeah, yeah? All the prime games, uh, and for kind of a historical perspective, um, Metroid Prime One, Two, and Three take place between the original Metroid game and Super Metroid. So it's like those those three titles are sandwiched in, sandwiched end into uh, the first game and the second game timeline wise in the series. But when you, you know, when people, when people asked whether they thought a first person shooter would work for Metroid, they just thought it was, they just thought it was a joke. More so of a joke than when they introduced Wind Waker for the first time. And they showed you what that art style was like. And they were like, this is not what we want. We want a sequel to Ocarina of Time. It was that, it was that kind of skepticism. And when, and when they, and when they released this game, I remember when they released this game, they were blown away and fun fact uh miyamoto didn't care about this title at all he didn't really he didn't really care whether whether it whether it lived or died on the vine um but but some people say it was actually his idea to take it to a first person's perspective and some speculate that he did it as a way of sabotaging the project but um retro Retro Studios is 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 beloved today for their reputation with Metroid Prime. Hello, but it's interesting that they, they didn't have much. They didn't have a, a the greatest track record prior to this. But um, anyway, onto the game. That kind of gives you a little bit of a backstory. But onto the game itself. Everything, every asset you see in this game, seems like it's just been rebuilt. When you're standing on the world of Talon Four. Um, and the rain's coming down, you can see the rain trickling off your, your arm cannon. If you lean Samus's character forward, that rain trickles the opposite way. There's so many details for what I will, I will admit from what I understand, uh, is a 900 P resolution on your television screen. But what comes along with that. Um, and the reason they made those sacrifices is because they wanted to prioritize and make sure that this thing ran at 60 frames. Um, and Digital Foundry gave this a glowing review uh, sometime this week. I don't remember when it dropped, but I mean, they had their they had certain quirks they had about it. But overall, they thought this was just really uh, well done. But um, 
but the, but the world itself, the assets, everything, the color. I mean, I would encourage anybody who's curious, and I think I posted it on Discord, to, to go check out a side-by-side comparison of this game. It is absolutely stunning. Did you put and, it on Discord? Yeah, you yeah can... I, put it, I put it in the main general okay. chat. Yeah, you can tell. I mean, I'm looking at their stuff right now. I mean, it's oh, it's it nine day. It is and night and day. What's, I will tell you a little secret, a little life hack. Uh, <laughs> I put it, I put it on, I put it on, I, I hooked the switch up, and it was only because um, Aiden was down here watching a movie. So I said, "That's fine. I'll just hook up the switch to my monitor." It looks incredible on a 2K monitor, and it looks incredible on handheld. Uh, at least from an OLED perspective, I, I can't, I can't, I can't um, speak to what it looks like on another switch. Um, but, but, but everything looks incredible. And I'm wondering, I'm, I'm just wondering, I'm hoping, hoping that echoes and corruption are on the way. They say that they are. Jeff Grubb says that they are. However, one caveat to that is that those two are probably just going to be dragged and dropped under the switch as opposed to giving it the remastered treatment, which I just, I'd rather them, I'd, I'd wait for, with the way this thing is looked and the way this thing is performing, I would wait a couple of years to get those. Totally well worth it in my book. And by the time those like four or five years are up, Metroid Prime 4 might then be ready in three years after that. So, you know, we'll be in a good place. It, it's the same thing have, as Dead Cells. I'll have plenty of time to play it because I'll be retired. Remember last week or whenever we covered that, I was like, they they redid this game. It's amazing. Uh, and then it was like, I asked the question, like, the other two, should they should that same studio, like, do the next two or what should we do with them? And then the, do they or should they just jump to the next one? I think it was Dead Cells 4 everybody's waiting on. Same thing with Metroid. Like they remastered this one. Looks phenomenal. They're Prime two and three. Dead Space. And then that well, that's a Dead Cells yeah. over and over. Dead Space. <laughs> like, well, Sean, I haven't played Dead Cells two I or three. I played Dead Cells two or three, buddy. Uh, but yeah, John, I want Metroid Prime four for you so bad. Like it's not even funny. Uh, but well, the, the longer I mean, we go away from it. <laughs> well, I, I will say I got a text from um, from Mike yesterday. Um, who? Ryan Leaf. <laughs> got, a, got, a, got a text from Ryan Leaf yesterday, and I'm ho- I right. hope I'm not calling him out, but I um, mean, it's not it's not, nothing bad. He he texted me and totally. Said, well, uh, I'm looking at the Metacritic score, and looks like I need to play Metroid Prime. Because mm-hmm. while I mean, and, th- and this whoa, is whoa he, whoa, uh, we Mike is actually going to play a game based on a rating. Breaking news. Yeah, that's a call out, John. That's what I just did. Yeah, one of the interesting things about this is 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 and how this game played was with the uh, GameCube controller originally, and so with the GameCube cube controller, to anybody who remembers, it really didn't offer the option to um, manipulate the camera perspective in the same way that controllers do today. Now, the WaveBird, which was their wireless version of the GameCube mm-hmm. controller, is one of my favorite controllers of all time. Of all time. But with this new version, and this was a necessary thing, had they not done this, it would have been it would have been a horrible decision. They made this 
they made this to where you operated the the camera via via the the left thumbstick, and it's just a night and day difference. It really, as well as visually, from a control perspective, brings this game triumphantly into 2023. And there's not a lot about this game that doesn't feel relevant today. And you can see in its DNA, um, I, I should say in, in the DNA of a lot of shooters out there today, you can see where they got a lot of their inspiration. Um, this game just, it runs like a champ. It plays like a champ. Um, there's, you know, the, some visual f- fidelity. One of the coolest things, and it did this in the original version, which shows you kind of what ahead of time this game was and how truly talented from a technical perspective Retro Studios is at taking technology that, quite frankly, is generation, sometimes two, behind and just making it work. Um, one of the coolest effects, uh, Sean, and it, and it just it it jars you when it happens. But it's just when you when you when you see a flashing of light or one of your or one of your missiles uh, ignites, you see Samus's reflection in the visor when it happens. It's it's like so cool, and you're like, dang, I love your eyes. They're so pretty. But you know, I mean, it's just it's just a great. It's just they they've done a great great job with with the visuals. Was this? This is also another noob question. I just remember these things floating in my head. I'm only tagging on to what you just said. Was this the first time the user got to see that Samus was a female or that they know it going into this game? This wasn't this one? No. The original game, that's what's, that's, to me, that's play all of these, John. Well, (laughs) what made, to me, what made the original. I remember it being big news. What made the original so memorable is not the game itself i don't i don't really think that the original game was that good it was innovative in 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 what it did game from a function like from a gameplay perspective it's true to say that if you played metroid back in 1987 you'd never played anything like it before that is true it just doesn't hold up very well but one of the things that makes it so important in gaming is because you're playing this game. You know there's a character named Samus. You know he's in a spacesuit. It was just brilliant. When you think of the word Samus, you don't think that, at least back then, and you'd, you never met this character before, you don't think that this is a girl. But at the end of the game, and I think it's also dependent on how quickly you finish the game, um, her suit sort of evaporates and reveals that she's a female. Oh, that's cool. And everybody goes, what? Picture that Joe Rogan moment where he's you know. <laughs> like when there's something happening in UFC. I remember, I don't know why, I remember one of these games being tied where everybody was like, yes, confirmed, hashtag. Well, it wasn't hashtags, but like, she's a girl. Yeah. But I was like, that's cool. Yeah. Cause I know if there's a question I got about Metroid and listeners, uh, this directs to you too, unless you happen to be a Metroid pro like John, but John is the guy. Well, it's, it's funny. The, re, the, the way Clarissa buttered me up to getting two cats at one time is she said, meet Zelda. And meet Samus. Oh, she played it all the hard went, I went, I went, give me a break. <laughs> we're going, you know what we're going to do? We're going to go to Valentine's dinner the week before now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's funny. But, uh, but, but playing this game just reminds you. And Chris, I don't, did you, did you play these games when they came out or did you play the Wii version? Have you ever played them? No. Okay. 
I, I, I just, I encourage you in, in all you, uh, my co-hosts, everybody, this, <laughs> um, not only, and, and this is so not Nintendo, not only the shadow drop something like this, but you would expect Nintendo to want to charge you fifty nine ninety nine for this thing, but they charged you thirty nine. Some Which people say, but some people say that's even excessive. Not me. I think that was a really, really sweet spot. Um, and it, and you know, it, it's it's an interesting conversation. It's like, why should people care about Metroid Prime Four? It's almost like you hear these guys at Nintendo having this conversation. Why should you care about Metroid Prime Four? Well, let's show them why we they, we should care. They should care about Metroid Prime Four, and Metroid Prime Remastered is going to be the reason that people care about Metroid Prime Four. Uh, the game is primarily intact. It's not. It's not a Dead Space remake in the way that they added things to it. Um, added. I mean, changed changed the layouts of Ishim- of the Ishimura. Made it. You know you know, change some of the gameplay elements. This is pretty much frame by frame the game. I'm trying to think of is anything different. Anything. Um I know you can switch I think you can switch to classic GameCube controller. Not the the not the controller itself, but you know it could it could I think disable the left stick and make it lock make it lockable the way it was before and you can do motion controls. I've heard motion controls are great and I've heard they suck from different people, depending on you ask. You didn't tell me she had a grappling unit in this game. What is Chris doing? <laughs> He's what do got you mean? this old that's man the face, look. That's the face I listen. make when I, when I hear anyone say, you can turn on motion controls. I'm like, no, no, I don't want that one bit. Do not yeah. like. Well, and, and to your point, Chris, John has heard, like he said, one kind of good, kind of not. Who knows? Yeah. I don't, you, I, I'm the, not these a, these yeah. Joy-Cons do the job of motion controls, but they don't, they don't replace what the Wiimote did with this, with these, with this game. Cause the Metroid prime trilogy, when it came out on the Wii, they, they, they mapped everything from the original prime prime two, as well as corruption to the Wii motion controls. And it worked like it worked, it worked perfectly. Uh, sir, but, these joy cons can tell you the difference of how many cubes are in a cup. That's right. true. We that never forgot true. that. I yeah. do have to ask you this. I don't know when this fits into what you want to say, but you brought up that the Prime games were released on the Wii as well. Those were kind of just like re-releases, if you will, right? Yeah, and they were technically remasters, kind of. I mean, what is what they what do they always say that the Wii is two GameCubes taped together? You know, <laughs> that's, that's I've a, never heard that. So I've never heard them that? always say that. Yeah. Did yeah. you see that the, uh, the the original developers? This is the only bad press I saw about this. They're kind of upset because of the way they they called them out. I had the Kotaku thing pulled up. But yeah, it was, they, uh, based on the work of Metroid Prime original GameCube and Wii version development staff. They didn't like list them out though, so they were very hot about that. You saw that? Yeah, I did. I don't know how I feel about that. I see both sides, yeah. um, but. <laughs> You know, somebody, somebody was like, "This is why we need unions." That kind of stuff. So, you know, it is well, what they, it is. It would have been, it would, it would have been, it would have been, it would have been nice. I don't know why they wouldn't have done it. H- had you asked me, I would assume 
that they'd put original stuff in there, but this is not the first time. Uh, that's funny. This is not the first time this has happened. This, this comes up periodically in, yeah. in remasters and remakes and things like that. Um, where people just kind of get left out of credits. Well, yeah, cause it we're happens. not, it's not like we're talking about a, like for instance, uh, what you call it? Someone recreating, um, famous, uh, Alfred Hitchcock movie. Oh, dang it. Why am I blanking? Google on it, it real quick, Chris. Don't, John don't should struggle. know it. Uh, John, you should know this movie. Rear window, is- tightrope. No, Norman. Uh, oh, Psycho. Yeah, thank you. I don't know why my mind went blank on it, but it. Because but like you know, got it's, nervous. It's fine. It's the birds. not like it's not like someone shooting their version of Psycho, right? Like where it doesn't use any assets. It doesn't. It they right. may change the story. They you know it's completely different cast, completely different time, different technology. Um, it, you know, versus a game. Yeah. A game is different. Like if you think about it, like whether you're talking about like halo anniversary collection or, you know, dead space or something else, it's like, no, you are taking someone's literal work and you're primarily upresing it, right? Like you're making it look run on today's technology, but you're sticking for the most part with a lot of those assets. And I guess you could say, the game historian would be like, that would be like saying you're taking a book and putting it into a nicer case and printing than when it was originally issued. You know, the, the, the work was primarily done not by the people who came before you. Right. Yeah. So while and I definitely case, don't mind actually, giving credit to all those new people, it's like, yeah, you should probably give credit to the people that came before you, at least the core yeah, development team. It's, it's important to note that psycho from Gus Van Sant was a shot by shot copy yeah, of true. the original movie. Well, I mean, there's I read, no deviation from it. It is the, it yeah. is the, it is a reprint of that movie. Mm-hmm. They, they're saying that they used the same exact code from the first game or yeah. the yeah. original. That's why the devs are like, bro, you used our stuff. Like it'd no, be different if they didn't use their stuff. They used stuff they created that was owned by retro and Nintendo. Yeah. So I, that's why I'm it's, like, it's, just like you, I see both sides. Yeah. It's an, it's a night. It, I think it, I think it would have been, I think it would have been the right thing to do. I Me don't too. know why. I don't think it was, I mean, it's retro studios who did it, mm. who did the remaster and, and people studio, who, right? and people, and people, people who don't work at retro anymore mm. are upset about it. I get it, but it's not like this went to a different house. I mean, they had some, ex, they had some external help, I believe. I can't remember the name of the, the, the group, but. I don't know. I I I I, I would assume it would have been done had you. I'm like, yeah, of course that. Of course they would have done that. But I was surprised to see that they did. Yeah, maybe um, I'll do an update. Yeah, but you know, I one of the th- one of the most memorable things to me about Metroid Prime is the final boss fight, which of course I won't spoil. My point only is, at that point, it was the most difficult boss I'd ever fought in my life. It was incredibly hard. I'm curious how it is now when I go back to it because I've played tons of games since then and my skill level is probably a lot better. My experience with games is probably a lot better, but I'm like, at the time, I, 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 I almost gave up playing the game because it was, it was remarkably hard. But um, That's much. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, um, um, you mentioned that you played this game, John. Let's just remind everybody real quick. 
Um, this was the digital version you got. You could play it day one. The remaster comes out, I think, the same day I get my VR. Yeah, the, right. phys- the physical version comes out on February 22nd. Yeah, that'll be dope. John, to uh, answer your question from earlier, there are two other first-person shooters that have gotten a 97 overall on Metacritic. Do you Can you guess what they are? Two first-person shooters? Correct. My guess is one of them might be Half-Life. That is a 96. (laughs) Both Half-Life and Half-Life 2 are 96 on there. (laughs) Yeah. No, I get, well. It's a good question, isn't it? It is. good trivia time. One of of them is really obvious. One is, uh, I would say, you are not going to. It's probably. One's really obvious, like a Halo game. Might be a Halo game. <laughs> Halo 2? No. I don't know. I have no I idea. Know. The original Halo got 97 on the Xbox okay. for for uh for there. And the other game is also Call of Duty. Is now owned by Nintendo or owned by Microsoft, but originally came out on the Nintendo 64. Call of Duty no. What? Gold uh Perfect Dark. Dark. Perfect Dark, bro. That's yep, a call. Perfect back. Dark. Are they remaking that too or something like that? They're making uh-huh. a new Perfect Dark. I don't know if it's a remake. Yeah. yeah. That'd be cool. I never played that either. Our, I got a good friend named Mike, not Mike of the show, but he played Perfect Dark back in the day and I remember him liking it. Not to be confused with Perfect Dark Zero. We don't talk exactly. about that. <laughs> exactly. John, we have totally derailed it. Did we, or do you want to resume? Do you have anything else to add? No, I mean, there's there's really no, nothing uh, new under the sun as far as gameplay goes. Um, I'll just say gameplay-wise, it's it's amazing how everything from a gameplay perspective holds up from a 20-year-old game. I've not, I've not run into anything that I said, man, these things don't play like they, uh, they these things play worse than they, than they do now. But um, the question is not whether whether you should buy this game the question is is why haven't you already um if you've got a switch laying in the corner dusty like chris's chris still has a switch uh, mine gets much more play than youtube young men you have to you have to admit though chris most of the time that switch is in the corner (laughs) it's right there it's literally right there it's on his desk corner of his desk it gets played on Um, this monitor whether you get it digitally or wait to get the physical version, please buy this game. I don't say that very often. Please buy this game. Um, this is this is one of the greatest games of all time. And and two and and so, it's so funny to me that this that 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 with this this series has two of the most arguably the most beloved video games in video game history and it's one of the most poorly performing and least popular series at the same time yeah i think like what this used to be the top selling one until dread and i think even when you add the original with like what it did on Wii, it's like two something million like total copies were sold which i mean back then actually wasn't bad for a lot of exclusives but 
very soon, John, I'm going to have this game and Prime, just like this, buddy. To, to put on to put on your shelf. Yes, yeah, so, so my coaster can sit on top of it. <laughs> mm-hmm. John, I just want to know: Are you gonna? Is the requirement because this seems to be a new trend now? Are you just going to take PTO every week until one of your top five games ever gets remastered, <laughs> or remade, and come on the show and give it a ten? He's like, dude, I come out, yeah. Yes. Look, well, it's, you know, your snotty little comment aside, but uh-huh. <laughs> this, I don't know that I've, I don't remember a January, February that's been this joyful for me. Video sure. game. It's pretty good. It's been, why am I, why am I yachting? It's been, <laughs> it's been really something. Um, I'm so excited about Hogwarts Legacy and I have started it. Yeah, it's good. But with Hogwarts Legacy, Dead Space Remake, this game, which came out of nowhere, um, and 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 next month is Resident Evil 4. PSVR remake. 2 for Sean. Nobody gives us can. You know what? That hurts to my core, Jonathan. <laughs> There's a ton of things where if they go right, over like the next 20 days, it's going to be a really good time. Like, you know, you think about like monster Hunter fans got wild hearts. Mm-hmm. Uh, myself, I'm, I'm rooting. Well, I'm going in order here. I'm rooting for, you know, of course, atomic heart, which mm-hmm. might get my Bioshock itch. And then well long is right after that. Right. Um, and then, as you said, like towards the end of March, you'll have resident evil four. And then in April we'll have star Wars survivor um and then who you know and then zelda presumably after that octopath traveler 2 at the end of the month yeah there's another one that hopefully can hit yeah it's 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 a good it's a good good. it's a good and so and so ironically a remaster is so far the highest rated game of the year Mm -hmm. so it's got a 95 on metacritic and so I am giving this, unless you guys want to ask me in a formal way. Hey, John, uh, do you have a, are we at a point where you have a review? Uh, Ladies, maybe you could get a score at this point. Ladies John's. and gentlemen, this is my second perfect score of the year. Holy. You should have had nine of them last year, but you didn't have the courage to do it. In fact, I probably would have given the original Metroid Prime a 9.75. And this See? is 0.25 better. This is just this is just perfect. This is just perfect. That's so sexy. I love it. Yeah. That's nice. Chris, are you going to play it? Do you have any intentions to play it? I would like to play it, but given You're busy the with current, other things that you care about more, yeah. Yeah, it's one of those things where <laughs> my hope is maybe I don't know what's going to go on with Starfield. Starfield could come out at the end of June, could get delayed to the end of summer. So there are a couple of things that right now I'm looking and going, hmm, June, July. That's a good time to get into that. You just full backed this game out of the way, at least until June by saying that. I'm I'm I I'm mean, there's it. there's a there are a ton of things I'm interested in. It's yeah, it's well, no, yeah. there's also a switch that you can just go to the, you know, the poop, the poopster, mm-hmm. and you could just rock mess right out over there. But I'm reading comics when I do that right now. <laughs> Oh I just want to also give a shout out uh, to Metroid Prime's soundtrack. By the way, um, it goes because they kept the OST, right? They did, but but it, it their soundtrack, Metroid Prime's soundtrack, is one of the best soundtracks 
I mean, subjective. In fact, um, I'm going to go ahead and request it now. I'm, I'm going to request a track from this game beyond the holiday special for 2023. Nice. Chris, Chris, don't worry. Chris, don't worry. I have a CD. <laughs> I don't have a <laughs> CD player. gentlemen, CDs. <laughs> yeah, for you young, like Nacho and you young listeners, uh, <laughs> I don't know what a CD I is. I have a CD of, uh, of, of, of Metroid music. It's okay. It, I'll, with, uh, uh, it came with a special edition of, I think, Metroid Sound. Do you really? It, it's do. okay. I'll go Cause grab I got the. I'll go grab it off of Kazam or LimeWire, one of those two. Because I got the Mario... Th- Speaking 25 or 35, and it's a disc. It's fantastic. And I don't ever want to get rid of it. Ever. Because it's always... People forget that it's still music on there. So, Sean, I got uh, I got this when I when I pre-ordered Hogwarts at GameStop. Yeah. Do you, do you want this? This is a Hogwarts Legacy 10... It's quite beautiful. Shiny, yes. I, I don't know if you'd Wait, want... Wait, yes! I figured you might, so... Hell yeah! I will give this to you. And I still have that Star Wars little Lego set from... Yeah, you do. ...that you need. Yeah. That I need to give you. We should see each other in real life at some point. <laughs> what are you... Uh, how tall are you? I, I, I think I'm... Do you want to really know? How big is your... What? What? I'm, do you really want to know? I figured you were like 5'8". No, I'm I'm like five. I think when they measure me, but right before five eleven, but I didn't have any shoes on. With shoes, I'm five eleven for sure. Okay. Yeah. Or as some people who are afraid to not admit that they're six foot, I'm six foot. <laughs> no, you're not. You're five eleven. Cuss word. <laughs> <laughs> Cuss word. <laughs> That's funny. But good okay. stuff, John. Yeah, man. Please, that is, that guys, is, please, please play this game. Except for Chris. Who cares? Play this game. <laughs> I, I'm thinking right now in the, the beginning of next year when we do our top or a game of the year list, and I'm like, number Met- one. Dead Space Remake, Metroid Prime Remastered, Red oh, like, ah! No, it'll be, it'll be one Zelda, two dead, three this, four yeah, Resident Evil. I'm going to have a, I'm going to have a, bo- you thought my list was great last year, Sean. This list is going to be boring. Boring AF. city. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Hot off the press and straight to your ears. Weekly Games Chat presents the news. News. Say it, Chris. No, but uh, in a recent no, UK, this is petition. We're not gonna let him read no, this no. if he doesn't do it right. You should you think of it right. In a recent UK competition market authority provision report on Microsoft, the company has admitted that Lame. putting games on its game Xbox Game Pass leads to marked decline in base sales. The small emission was found in a short paragraph acknowledging this fact. However, how much of a decline, however, was redacted from the report. The emission contradicts Phil Spencer's previous remark back in 2018 when he claimed adding tiles to its service actually boosted sales. I think that's not 100% what he was more so referring to. I think he was more so referring to player base and revenue, but I get he did say that it does increase sales as well. But, you know, I, I, I'm not shocked by that. <laughs> if, if, like, for instance, Madden went to uh, Game Pass this week, I don't think if you have an Xbox right now, you're going out there and buying Madden today. 
does not shock me. Well, I don't think Phil, I don't think, I don't think Phil was shocked by, I don't think somebody came to Phil and said, we're losing money that we otherwise could have. And he goes, I know it's not about that. Yeah. It's about subscribers. Right. And it's about that. It's, it's about that race to the bottom that everybody's Mm. so concerned about that doesn't have the resources to take a loss. Just as long as you get people inside your, your house playing your games. Yeah. I think, it's- but I love game pass. It's great. So <laughs> I'm complaining about a service that I buy and participate in. <laughs> We're all hypocrites, ladies and gentlemen, to some degree. Well, cause we only care about what makes our world spin around. If that makes sense. We're very, people are generally very greedy when it comes to things like their video games doing what they want. If that makes mm-hmm. sense. But Sean, after reading this, what mm-hmm. does this uh what what do you conclude from Chris reading this uh Oh, I'm going to read the headline since Chris was a <laughs> I can't say that word. John was right was the headline because you you proclaimed this uh several times before. I I know you have said that. And I I want to go back and I actually do want to see those those remarks from 2018. I want to see if there's a clip to see if they were boisterous. Chris, I don't know if it was an interview, video interview, or a newspaper. But I want to see how it reads the, versus the kind of like, I know, you know. The, <laughs> the quote from Mr. Spencer back in 2018 is, when you put a game like Forza Horizon 4 on Game Pass, you instantly have more players of the game, which is actually leading to more sales of the game. You say, well, isn't everyone going to just subscribe for $10 and go play this thing? But no, gamers find things to play based on what everybody else is playing. In some ways, that's true. Like, right? Like, you go, you look at. He's going to take up for him, John. Yeah, like, you go look at, for instance, you that's go look fine. at that's you fine. look at Steam and you look at Hi-Fi Rush, and that's the perfect example lately. That game was in the top 10 despite being day one on Game Pass. But, you know, those are probably just people that would never buy Game Pass. Right. So that's why they're buying it there. It probably could have sold. I don't know. The theory is obviously if it was available on Xbox, it could have theoretically sold more. Right. But I don't know how many people would have given it a shot for 30 bucks, even with pretty good reviews. I do not take issue with what you said. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I don't either. But I was still right. (laughs) Right. And it hurts me, Chris, that you can't say that. I, I don't it's... remember what you said. <laughs> That's the thing. Well, you could have you could have just read it, then said that afterwards, had fun with it, but no, no, no. <laughs> it could. I guess it could harm gamers if you would have said that out loud. Let's put it this way: the moment I see the news, uh, put Chris, Chris was right. Just full back that transition out of the way. <laughs> he full backed it. Jeez. Well, I'm sorry I harmed your transition. You hurt. You harmed the whole deal. Actually, Chris, you didn't harm it because I wasn't quite sure if it was me or you, Sean. I don't yeah. remember what he said. Chris, John, Sean. Yes. <laughs> All right. It's John, Sean. Well, Sean, it could indeed harm gamers mm-hmm. if uh, if 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 a certain source is to be believed. Let me move this over to the center so my progressive lenses can read it better. <laughs> oh, by the way, I'm hoping. Old. I'm hoping we've get, I'm hoping we've gotten an email. Uh, Are you going to get LASIK approval with, through that email? What's happening with one with run on sentences? 
But this could indeed harm gamers. The UK government's Competitions and Market Authority, CMA, uh, has said that Microsoft and Xbox's acquisition of Activision Activision Blizzard could harm gamers. I I have found, guys, that if if you put periods and commas, in a paragraph, I don't read it as well <laughs> unless it has run on sentences. The fadings, uh, the, f- the, the yeah. findings, the findings released on February 8th raised concerns over higher prices, fewer choices, and less innovation for UK gamers. <clears throat> Cloud gaming was also a concern, noting that Microsoft already accounts for 60% to 70% of this market. They also noted that adding Call of, Cali of Duty, the adding Call of Duty, to the current cloud offerings in an exclusive manner could, quote, alter the future of gaming. In a statement from CMA regarding this, quote, restricting the access that other platforms have to Activision's games could substantially reduce the competition between Xbox and PlayStation in the UK, end quote. Um, I don't know that I have an opinion on this per se. I mean, I, it's not it's not really research that I've, Really, I've never really thought about the acquisition deal from these terms, from a cloud gaming term. Mm. I would just note that what I found out today about the CMA is if the CMA rules against you in the UK, there's no way to appeal it. That's very different. That's very different from other markets in the US, all the other areas of the world that are looking at this acquisition. If they they were to vote against this acquisition, there'd be avenues to appeal. But once the CMA rules, that's it. That's, that's, yeah. that's all you I have. wonder if we had, uh, if I there was some sort of historical data, we could, we could find that if the CMA kind of shut down something in the gaming world, if it then trickled down and it affected other parts and how much it affected other parts of the world, like the I, US, for I example. Chris might be able to speak to that. I'm not smart enough to understand what happens if one market approves and another doesn't right. i don't really i don't really understand that level of uh acquisition i will be fully transparent about that well i think they actually do have a point <clears throat> with the cloud stuff and i think that's mainly why you saw nvidia get on board right with geforce and all that kind of stuff that's what they're pushing for and my guess is that they put all that in there because they want to a concession similar to what microsoft's already made for playstation and Nintendo, well, offered to PlayStation. PlayStation hasn't accepted it, but like Steam and Nintendo have, is basically they want them to come back and say, you're going to guarantee that Call of Duty is going to be available on GeForce uh, for the you know next decade or whatever, as long as this agreement is impact uh, or intact. So, and I'm sure Microsoft will make that concession. There's like no reason not to if you're them. Yeah, um, I will say with regarding that though, I mean, mm-hmm. they would. I think Sony might want a legal concession on mm. that yeah because because one of the things that the cma came back with a couple of months ago was look um might, might not have been the cmas but one of the one of the organizations looking at this said look microsoft we have it on record microsoft promise that bethesda's games would not be siloed to their console mm-hmm. and we know that that's now not the case mm-hmm. that they are that they are locking bethesda's games yeah particularly starfield so there's nothing that Phil says or Microsoft says that they could say to any entity that they technically have to abide by. And I don't expect them. Mm-hmm. I have no reason to believe that Call of Duty, that they're going to abide by their word on that. 
that they have any reason to. I think they will just because the money it's kind of like for them call of duty is like minecraft they're not going to pull it from everywhere because it's such a big brand by itself it makes more money for them to put it as a you know as many places as possible but the but but i'm just saying i think if i think if this was happening in the xbox 360 era mm -hmm. they'd put it on their platform solely yeah i I honestly probably they would probably um i think as far as right now, what I think is more so going on, the CMA is trying to get ahead of the FTC because mm-hmm. they realize that once the FTC's ruling comes in court, their ability to negotiate and to get concessions out of Microsoft drastically reduces. Um, so I think that's why you're seeing this. You know, it's kind of that thing. They're stacking every little thing. If you if you noted like Microsoft is doing the exact same thing back. They're going like, fine, Sony, you want to complain? You're going to give us this, this, and this, and this in court filings, because if you're going to make this painful for us, we're going to make it painful for you. But it's all that huge fight because, you know, to your point, John, to what you said, I think even if they reject the deal and don't go through, if the FTC allows it because Call of Duty especially is so american based and they can still get asia and they can get south america and australia too all those markets they'll take it they'll they they won't love it but they will gladly take how much call of duty mobile which is like a cash printing machine is up the question is going to be you know they seem to want them to give something up in this and i don't know if that means are they going to say, hey, you know, we like Blizzard and we wouldn't mind having Blizzard. But in all honesty, of all the things we're trying to acquire in this, it's kind of the least important because really outside of World of Warcraft, there's not something that's going to routinely bring us a lot of cash from Blizzard, you know, every year. Um, so they very well might be willing to part with that. And if that's the case, then that will be very interesting to see what happens with that company, right? Uh, do they just become independent or do they get bought out by someone else? Who knows? Um, but well, you know, uh, yeah, and that's, that's not, a, that's kind of a point I would raise that I've raised in previous weeks, mm-hmm. every other week that I'm on the podcast that, that, uh, you know, someone should get to the CMA and go, look, I understand your point, but mm-hmm. it's almost like when a kid does something stupid and you're like, I told you not to do that. You're sure. already doing it. So we have to deal with it. It's kind of like that. It's like, if you don't approve this, yeah, somebody else is going to buy it that you don't want to buy it. Correct. So. Correct. I mean, so I'm not sure. I, I still think likely this is going through. I just think this is a lot of posturing on sides right now to get certain concessions done to, to say we got a victory. That's what it's kind of where we're moving right now. I'll say I'm less confident. I don't know that I can put that in a measurement. I'm less confident that this is going through than I was last week and the week before. Mm-hmm. Probably because of our next bit of news. Yeah, and that's a it's just a little tidbit to add on to it. And this has to deal strictly with uh Kodik's future. Who is Kodik? Uh that is Bobby Kodik, and we're, he will reportedly stay on as CEO of Activision Blizzard if the the acquisition we're talking about from Microsoft falls through. This comes by way of an unnamed source in a Fox business report that Kodak, quote, will absolutely remain at the gaming giant to run the company. That's the end of that quote. It is also important to note that Microsoft is not giving a statement on whether Kodak will retain his position. 
assuming the deal goes through. So yeah. we shall see, boys. He slammed Sony this week, too. I Who saw Cody? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What'd he say? What'd he say? He basically he said, like, I've noticed, like, you know, he's like, we, we put Call of Duty on PlayStation. We're your partner, too. You ain't been talking to us or returning our phone calls ever since this started. But, you know, thought we had a good relationship, that kind of thing. It's it's funny. Well, the the fact that they're they're having conversations about Codex future at Activision Blizzard, assuming the deal doesn't go through, mm-hmm. tells me they're not as certain as... I, it might not be an indicator to other people, but it's an indicator to me that this, that they are really, that they are really starting to develop backup plans on how we move forward when this doesn't go through. Like they're having serious conversations about this right now. And you could say that any responsible company would be having those conversations, even if there was a 10% chance or a 2% chance that the deal would fall through. But I would argue that they are really starting to have conversations because they are having legitimate fears that this deal is going to fall through. Do I think in the long run from a, from a percentage wise, I think it's still in their favor. Yes, I do. But to me, it's between 70, 30, 60, 40 at this point. That's where it is. And I, yeah, I still go that, back to how Phil said that when they announced it, they knew it was going to be a multi-year deal. Think there were going to be hurdles they had to go through. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I kind of feel like they got smart people in a room. They kind of knew things that would happen. I just don't know if they thought this kind of hurdle would happen. Who knows? We shall see. Only the future knows, John. The future. Yeah. Um, speaking of the future, there's an island you can go to. <laughs> right? It's dead. <laughs> Damn Buster Studios and publisher Deep Silver have announced that Dead Island 2 will release a week early from April 28th to April 21st. Woo-hoo. Quote, you asked for it. You got it. Dead Island 2 went gold and it's coming out a week early. See you in a see you in Hella <laughs> on April 21st, 2023. The game was originally slated for February 3rd, but was later delayed to April 28th. Many in the industry are calling this new game a Dead Island Dying Light hybrid. Ooh. I mean, John, originally it was scheduled for 2015, if you remember. Yes, uh, yes, of course. <laughs> yeah, I know that. Yeah. Um, I'm just glad, I'm just glad this game is gonna exist. And there's been there, nobody's calling this game like the future of zombie games, but it seems to me that everybody's saying who's like previewed this game. And I mean this in a good way. They're saying this game doesn't suck. Sure. You know, they're not going out of the way to go. It's, it's amazing, but I'm just, I'm, I'm glad this is coming out. I'm, I'm, I'm happy for, I'm, I'm happy for the team finally getting this, you know, finally getting a version that uh, is not hopefully, dead on arrival oh i see what you did there (laughs) i don't have any fact to say this my guess is this got moved up because one the game was done right so it's not a killer to move it up a week but two because get it out of the way (laughs) well some game a little certain game got delayed to april 28th last week so it's like we don't want our game coming uh star wars survivor that's when that's coming out now oh i was thinking that they were trying to get it away from um redfall right no (laughs) <laughs> no get it get it away from breath of the wild but yeah true well regardless it's kind of cool we don't often see regardless of how we get to a finalized date yeah that a game from that finalized date gets moved forward that's kind of cool to see uh i remember 
uh, Chris, uh, our friend Jeff loves the Dead Island se- game, right? I was going to say series, but didn't he originally like the first one a lot? He was, yeah, he was a big fan, I believe. Yeah, he was all about that for sure. Um, John, there's another game we're going to talk about. It has already released. It did, 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 did. And quite a legacy it has left. Oh, I see what you did there. Uh, Hogwarts Legacy has had one of the biggest early access launches in Steam's history for a single-player game. The game achieved an all-time concurrent player peak of 474,144, went gold, and it's... <laughs> I just skipped Deadline Dead Island 2, uh, which rose to... Let me, let, me, let me read this again. I'm sorry, guys. How does that happen? The game <laughs> achieved an all-time concurrent player peak of 474,144 which rose to 489,139. According to Benji Sales, this represents the highest player peak for any paid single-player game in the history of the Steam platform. The game is sure to continue to have continued massive success as it is currently outpacing Elden Ring from the previous That's crazy. year. That's I should crazy. I should caveat that. That's uh, what I do know uh, factually is that that is in the UK where it's outpacing. Elderly. Yeah, so I don't. I don't. That would have been a key point, news team. It's <laughs> so update. I could tell you that right now, the latest it shows their peak for Hogwarts Legacy on Steam charts is five hundred eleven thousand. Um, just to put some context out there, Elden Ring's peak was nine hundred fifty-two thousand, and Cyberpunk is behind that with eight hundred thirty thousand. So still, I mean, it's now in the top ten. Oh, I, I, should, I should mention when I said it was when it outpacing, yeah. I, I had moved on from the steam numbers to what, what is actual sales numbers. That's what yeah, I was, yeah. I should have clarified that in the news. Hey. I'm going to fire somebody. You, hey, hey, get rid of them. They got to go. Not you, um, honey. Yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, just, just as teaser, it's a high probability that you will hear, hear more of the legacy of the Hogwartses. When? Uh, in about a week or so, ladies I and gentlemen. I can't wait. <laughs> but Ooh, yeah it's, no. it's it's really cool because uh from a perspective standpoint chris is one of those steam players he's playing it on his pc yeah uh, i bought it on my ps5 and john bought it on his switch <laughs> i get a smooth 165 frames per second i don't know how many i get i just know it looks do you great. want this or not <laughs> i do want that yeah, a lot how bad do you want it oh so bad what <laughs> <laughs> what just happened Woo! That is sweet. We should we should go to lunch one day soon. It doesn't even have to be with anybody else. We can sit in the car and eat lunch. Yes, yes. Uh, (laughs) Um. So this was kind of very direct. That was very direct. That was very direct. That's a great pivot. And it is a this next thing we talk about is going to be kind of long winded. So at any point, I'll kind of give you guys some pauses if you want to jump on in. Uh, Traditionally, we wait till the whole thing is read, but a lot's getting unpacked here. So let's let's start. Um, so the Nintendo direct started, I, I want to go ahead and give a personal opinion. I think it was one of the best directs I've seen in a while. Like I could be on, you know, on my own on that, but it is what it is. Uh, but we did get to see a new trailer for the legend of Zelda and it was confirmed. John tears of the kingdom. Nope. Tears of the kingdom. I, John, we love you. Uh, revealing a link amiibo, uh, which is kind of cool. And a collector's edition. Uh, the game, however, is going to have a price tag of a hefty sixty nine ninety nine. I don't know why I'm so resistant to sixty nine ninety nine dollar games. I don't understand. Um, I don't it either. is what it is. Were you excited to see that, John? Chris? Uh, I was expecting yeah. everything from everything I was hearing. 
and when it comes to Nintendo Directs, I need to learn to stop listening to what people are saying. <laughs> you really do. <laughs> they they were saying that this was more of a very brief Nintendo Treehouse type thing about breaking this game down a little bit more, talking about None at least service, at least service level mechanics and things like that. And it almost seems like one of two things is true. Either they're just really trying to keep this thing under wraps or that they're scared of people realizing that this is um, a DLC. That they turn into a full game. I don't think, yeah. I mean, I think it's just, they know what they have, right? Which is like, they had a bunch Could of announcements. They have a bunch yeah. of announcements. And if there's one thing that's going to make people hang around for 40 minutes, it's going to be a new Zelda trailer. So that's no what doubt. you put at the end. Yeah, You're I not just, wrong. The trailer, yeah. I was just, I was just disappointed when I saw the trailer and I was really like, damn it's I wasn't disappointed by the trailer. I mean, it's a great game. I'm going to play it. I'm going to be disappointed that it was just the trailer when you thought there could be more. I, I just wanted to see. Gotcha. I just wanted to see w- why I should get excited other than the fact that it's a sequel to Breath of the Wild. Yeah. But the trailer uh, made me think that some things didn't happen at the end quite like we thought we left them. Yeah, Zelda said something interesting at the end of that trailer. But yeah, I and I was like, "Wait, what? What is she talking about?" It's but like we did actually. Uh, I don't. I don't know, and I don't want to spoil it. Just in case, we are way past, you know, spoiler territory for Breath of the Wild. I get it, but yeah, yeah. Um, I know, and there are several people that have not beat it yet or are working on beating it. Uh, I've recently beat it officially. <laughs> so and. Fun. It's crazy, and you replayed it at that. I saw you on the other day, and you're like, "I'm just, I just, I just playing around." Uh, <laughs> to continue on, Metro Prime Remastered. You just heard all about that. Was revealed with a new trailer and a shadow drop that same day. That was back on February 8th. Um, so you can pick that up now digitally, but a physical copy of the game will release on February 22nd. Uh, Pikmin fans, you should be very happy. We got a new trailer for Pikmin Four. Um, it was also shown with a release date in the summertime, July 21st of this year. Um, during that reveal, we also got a first look at a new dog-like creature named Oachi. Ochi? Let's Help me Ochi. out, boys. Ochi. Who will be helping us on did our I, journey? It was did adorable. I, did I spell it was adorable. I don't think you did. I think it's just I don't know how to say it. <laughs> um. This was kind of cool, and I saw a lot of news after this about people being excited about it. Uh, Game Boy and Game Boy Advance games are now available on Nintendo Switch online. That's pretty cool. Uh, I thought you were giving me a woohoo when you did that, John. Uh, Currently available from Game Boy is the OG Tetris, Super Mario Land 2, Link's Awakening DX, Gargoyle's Quest, Game and Watch Gallery 3, Alone in the Dark, and Metroid 2. Hey. Any any bangers that y'all you played on the Game Boy era that I just listed? I'm not a Game Boy guy. Never I played that. Tetris. I remember vividly playing Tetris. Yeah. That's about it. I don't I don't think I had anything else. Uh there were some Game Boy Advance games. I definitely played this one. Minish, Minish Cap, Cap. One of the best Zelda games there is. Boys and girls. Uh Super Mario Advance 4. Which is Super Mario 3. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> For sure. WarioWare. Those always are so fun to play. 
uh, Mario Kart Super Circuit. And uh, to wrap it up, Mario and Luigi Superstar Saga. Uh, did you have you boys played any of those Game Boy Advance um, games? I played a good bit of those. Um, one of the one of the little gems is the Mario and Luigi series on the handhelds. They're really fun. They're sort of a they're sort of a spinoff. It's like Super Mario RPG on the Super NES. Chris, I don't know if you remember that console. Sort of split off into two into two separate series. One being the Paper Mario, and one being the Mario and Luigi games. Um, that was very nerdy of me to explain. So sorry. <laughs> Minish Cap's awesome. Minish Cap's awesome. ruled. Yeah, it is awesome. Uh, to where was that? Okay, after a delay due to uh, an international crisis, and. Advance Wars 1 and 2 Boot Camp will be released on April 21st of this year. So was that was that a real international crisis? Yeah, the, they uh, delayed Ukraine, it. Ukraine, oh, that yes, that's right. Yeah. Well, brain fart. Yes, exactly. That's the real. Game, the game looks so cool. It I does kind of look cool. I cannot wait to play this. Uh, and, and one of the most crazy things they talked about, because it confuses the crap out of me because I'm dumb, uh, Mario Kart 8 Booster Course Pass Wave 4 will be released in the spring of 2023. So that's spring of this year. And it's going to feature something really cool. It's Yoshi's Island as a course. And um, Birdo is going to be a new racer. And the reason that, John, I said I'm confused is because you got to buy the expansion pass, but you can also just buy the DLC. And maybe I got it all figured out, but it just sounds confusing in my head. But if, anyway. If you own the expansion pass that includes N64 games and whatnot, you yeah. all this stuff is free. Or you can buy it. Kind of a la carte. A la carte. Yeah, very good. No, no, hey, where did very you le- Sean, where did you learn that word? From someplace with food, I'm sure. <laughs> Al's cart. Uh, <laughs> uh, I thought about you, John. I got to be honest on this next one. Splatoon 3, because apparently you're the Splatoon guy now. Oh, God. Um, the expansion pass is going to be taking our Inklings back to, to Splatoon 1's Inkopolis. That's pretty dope. The expansion pass wave one will arrive later this month and there'll be a second wave later in the year. Right, John? Yes, that is correct, sir. Although an official date has not been given, but that's pretty quick later this month. So do I you know to... we should be doing Chris, this includes you too. Mm-hmm. Uh, we should play Splatoon together. All of us Agreed. just for fun, Agreed. just for fun, just on a random, just, Hey, y'all want to play? We should do that. Um, I kind of hope it happens. And then uh, one of the coolest things that I saw was uh, Kirby's Return to Dreamland. It's going to arrive on the Switch uh, really soon on February 24th. And there was some sort of deal with a pre-story or something with some guy. <laughs> what was there's, that, John, Chris? There's a, there's a... So if you beat the game, the original game, there's a whole new storyline afterwards where uh god what's the character's name i cannot remember yeah, it right now that wizard you play yeah you play as him and you start off with like no ability and right you're, you're leveling it up you know kind of going through so you get it's kind of cool yeah the way they showed what chris just talked about in the direct it's like you start off with a simple simple spell and then all of a sudden as the the trailer kind of went on you yeah. see how like ba this wizard becomes and and the it's crazy. It's pretty cool. But overall, that was some of definitely the highlights from that direct. Uh, did you guys feel the same as me? Is that I thought it was one of the best directs we've had in a while. 
Defined a while, Sean. It was, it was, it was, what was really a treat was watching Chris watch the direct. Wait, y'all watched it together? Yeah, he was. I, I I got on discord. Um, just basically (laughs) was like, yeah, you guys watching it? So I, I was was I? Um, you didn't tell me. That's a good question. You were, but it's funny where there was one game that they were showing where it was like, create your, Create your high fashion model. Oh kind God, of yeah. Thing. And Chris is just like, why do I watch this crap? Peep Tinley. I'm gonna tell you the why. Tinley's in the 11 and 12 year old range. Totally was like, can you buy that for me? Yeah, I was. I, I said to Chris, Chris, the Switch is for everyone, buddy. And they <laughs> and they was, really. That's what I like. They really showed games for everyone. I guess yeah. um, with these kind of things, I want something. If it's long, it. <laughs> It needs to yeah. be justified, and I would prefer it to be more concise. Like, if this had just been, because I know there was a couple of our things, like there was the announcement for um, for Fire Emblem's first expansion, or their next expansion, there's stuff like that. There was, uh, you know, the Splatoon stuff, the Mario Kart stuff. Of course, the big reveal with um, Metroid Prime and all that. And I think that's good. And Game Boy and Game Boy Advance games all coming. I think that's cool, too. I think if you just had that and ended it we would have been good um but then there was just like a lot of our stuff that i was like hmm, okay that's great that it's out there but i was like i don't know if that needs to be in the direct and, and like i'm thinking of like both now like i think i like both xbox and playstation what they're kind of doing where it's like we're honing in beforehand and telling you what to expect exactly what to pretty much expect and then maybe we'll under promise to you and give you something extra. And that could have worked here, right? If they came out and said, we're going to have some updates as far as expansions for titles. Um, we're going to give you a couple of preview of things coming out in the near future. Uh, and we're going to give you an update on Zelda. And then like after that, you'd said, by the way, here's Metroid prime out today. Then I think it's like a perfect direct, you know, take it to the house type thing. Um, but but I thought they actually did say everything we show is coming out in the next however many Sure, months. sure. But it was like, it was a lot of stuff that I was just like, ah, does this really need to be here? Like, do people, and like, I'm watching the chat the whole entire time. The chat for most of this was Well, like, the chat is toxic. Yeah. They only want to see Zelda. Show me yeah. Zelda. I think, or show me whatever the next rumor that you're, you're going to see is. I don't trust the chat yeah, at all. It's it's also that thing. Like, the only other thing I took of note of this, I was like, wow, you could tell whatever the... Um, the next switch is right switch to switch pro i don't care what you call it i think it's pretty clear that there's a lot of things they're holding for that and obviously they're not going to announce those things until they announce their next system right like it's been a while since we've heard of anything really mainline 3d mario or even 2d mario now um so uh, you know, but that's so, the that's the thing. I, the way I look at the direct, yeah, it's the overarching plan of the company. It's going to announce all yeah. the things that they have. They have. We get the minis, and that's when I expect more like what you want. Kind of hone in on something. Um, sometimes they do really product specific directs where it's like this mm. is the new thing that's going to come with this game that's awesome or whatever. They got the indie showcases, and I think I like how they break it down like that. I mean. I think John nailed it. They they realize a lot of people, this is how they communicate largely now. And they have yeah. a lot of, they have data that shows there's a lot of age groups that play Nintendo games, even For though sure. they're not really marketed as the 
family just, console like I, they used to. Like I feel, I still, I, I totally have no issue with it. I well, totally agree with you. I just don't think that format is going to be the kind of people that are there for those things. It's kind of like the old days. Like think about like the old the e3s where all of a sudden you'd like i remember xbox back in the day it was like right now we're going to come out here and talk about men and what would happen every single time the the crowd and everyone watching online would just be like why why are we talking about men because like i get it man's a four million people at home excited there's there's a huge (laughs) contingent of people love men but the fact of the matter is the people that are watching e3 primarily they're not there for Madden. You know, like that's not the thing you're selling there. Well, you guys know the structure of the Nintendo Directs and how it it does. It, it spends like one or two minutes talking about something, then moves on to the next. And then, can you all hear me? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, and then um, towards the towards the end, they do sort of a sizzle reel of stuff yeah. that they didn't spend too much time on. Um, it's like in situations like that, it's like in those sizzle reels, it seems like that's where that doll game should go. Exactly. Um, so, I mean, I, I get it. Like the thing about Nintendo directs when I'm watching them, I'm like, okay, 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 okay. Woo. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Historically. But, yeah. But, 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 but that's not a knock because what's great about these directs is I'm able to go back and I'm excited two hours after a direct or five hours after a direct when it comes to a PlayStation showcase, they'll give you two or three games and I, and you run the risk of not being excited about any of them. Sure. At least, at least Nintendo can dump 20 or 30 games on yeah. you and me be like excited that. about five. Mm. It's just, I mean, there's, but there's advantages. Yeah, I totally do. I get it. There's the advantages and disadvantages to both ways. Correct. Uh, yeah. It's a personal yeah. preference thing. I think but that you know, but to Chris's point, that doll game, yeah, that in the sizzle reel. Don't spend too. Sizzle reel would have worked, but it would not have. Just, I don't know how many Sean's existed with a Tenley, who immediately was like, "Tenley, go you go watch this on YouTube right now." There's you only know? one Tenley. True, <laughs> but I mean, I think that game hits a market, and I wonder how many. Maybe they're geniuses, and they are like, "There's going to be 40 million dads that now show their daughters or whatever." you know, this game or there's a lot of people that aren't just daughters, by the way, that like style games. Yeah. I'll, I'll um, say, I'll say on the last bit with Kirby's return to dreamland. I know that was a, a Wii game. I never got to play it. I didn't either. Yeah. And, and I've got, and I think a lot of people do now I've got Kirby fever and I'm <laughs> that excited. That last one was dope, wasn't it? It was so dope. It really was. And I don't, was it on my game of the year list? Yes, it was. No. Oh, yeah. It was. Yeah. Was it? Was, I think it was. Um, Acid, run the tape. tape. Run run the tape. (laughs) I I did hear a preview of that um, from someone John loves. I won't say his name. Uh, But he he got to go play it this past week, and he said, like, it feels like the natural successor. Like, if you love the chaos of New Super Mario Bros. 2, like where you could have, you know, four players on there going through the level, that's kind of like what's going on with this. Like, that's where it could be a really fun experience. Someone I know or someone who's I'm aware of? Someone you're uh, who's a critical person on the on the webs. Oh, uh, someone that I pretty much am identical to as far as game. You play. are, yeah, yeah. It's weird. Yeah. <laughs> so who, who are we weird. talking um, about? Let us let us in. Arthur Geese. Yes. Oh, uh, yeah. He and I pretty oh, much love the same games, but I just you I mean, hate Arthur Geese. It's been said. I hate him. He That's just, not what no, I heard. That's not what I tweeted at I, him. I just know that he would hate me. <laughs> I don't want to. <laughs> call up i just knows 
the next story, John, I know you're off last week. We actually read that last week. Oh, my bad. Yeah. So if I was going to just say, skip over and go to the next thing. That makes sense. How did I just get bogarted out of a story? Well, actually it was mine. Um, How did you, well, but now do you want to read, do you want to read this next one? Here's what's going to happen. We're going to teamwork makes a dream work. Uh Chris will read about that price and John and Sean will split NPD. There you go. Teamwork. There you go. Yay. Yay. Uh, So about that price guys, you know, the one, the one that Sean says, he's like, I don't know how I feel about it. But it makes sense. Yeah. According to Nintendo, the company will evaluate every bit of software by a case by case basis to determine if the $7 price point is appropriate. They have assured us that the legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom $70 price tag won't set any new precedent. Nintendo is the latest company to join others adjusting the price in its software. Some might say that this is long overdue. I don't know. It's kind of like I'm I'm torn. Like I get it. Like it's capitalism. Nintendo can charge $70 for Zelda because they know everyone who loves Zelda will still gladly pay them $70. On the other hand, you know, right now you do have this thing like where for the most part, everything that is remaining on Xbox one and PlayStation four is still $60 steam just released Hogwarts legacy at $60. I can't imagine the production cost of making cartridges for your Nintendo switch game went up. Right. Uh, as far as development in that much where you, you're now just going, this one game is the one we're going to do it. I think they're just kind of, I, I imagine the next generation, they will also be $70. And I imagine they were like, Hey, this is our last big release until we get to that generation. So let's go ahead and take advantage of it. It is what it is. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> like I said, I, they can say it's not going to take precedent. I, I don't know. Mm. But but maybe they're showing us they they charge Sean, like John said. Sean, Metroid when, is thirty nine ninety nine. Sean, when has Nintendo ever been greedy? Good point, John. <laughs> money, 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 money. Oh my goodness, That's, uh, Chris, we we can't go further till you do a thing. Okay. True. Finally, this. Johnny Bear, we got MPDs. We got MPDs. You want to do six through uh or six through ten or one through five? It doesn't matter to me. I'll do ten through six. Ten through six. Okay. You see what I did there? <laughs> I see what you did. You corrected me and We're flipped me. Back, 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 back it up. Exactly. Ladies and gentlemen, we present to you Ooh. the MBD MPD report for January. Coming in hot at number 10 is Pokemon <laughs> Pokemon Scarlet slash Violet. Coming in at number nine, One Piece Odyssey. I wonder if that's better than Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Oh, uh, number eight, God of War Ragnarok. Number seven, Forspoken. Oof. Number six is yes. Say it. Elden, Elden Ring. <laughs> the Elden and, Ring. Uh, Sean, what's number five? Uh, picking up at number five, Johnny Bear is Fire Emblem Emblem Engage. Sorry about that. Number four is FIFA 23. 
Uh, fun fact real quick on FIFA. I think they've admitted that the United States will co-host the 2026 World Cup. That's dope. Uh, number three, Madden NFL 23. Number two, a game we covered just a few weeks ago, Dead Space. Yeah. And your number one game for January, can you guess, ladies and gentlemen, it is Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. <laughs> the sales don't lie, ladies and gentlemen. This is why that franchise gets brought up in litigation type situations, you know, for buyouts. It's probably Man. why we need GTA six to come out just so they can end this monopoly again. There you go. Good. Hey, you know what? Great job. Great job today on the, uh, on the news boys. Holy That's true. Lord. Well, we're all out news. John needs to actually play Hogwarts. So I think we should wrap this up. Ne- ne- never? Don't be a fool. Wrap your tool. That's not what you say. electronic mail from the future all the way from the can i explain to you guys how lame i am yeah so i i went to pull up my emails yeah and mm-hmm. i typed into the browser email.com <laughs> and john got spam and john's identity is gone um <laughs> If you want to be cool like John and uh, actually, well, actually not cool like John, but actually send us an email, you have to go to uh, send it right from your email source, weeklygameschat at gmail.com. And we have a few we're going to read this week. Chris, go ahead, bud. Yeah, I'll grab both of Alejandro since he wrote it. Alejandro. Gentlemen, last night was epic. Not only did LeBron James why you want to you know what score his 38,388th point but by coincidence your one-time co-host pto joe missed his 38,388 episode <laughs> i know we did that many episodes guys wow oh no oh no don't read the next line uh we hope he returns soon or better yet is brother jeff oof oh no I really oh, like no. I really like Alejandro. It's my favorite part I, of the week. I, I, <laughs> Thank you, Chris, for your recommendation. Wait, I, uh, wait, I have a uh, brother. Jeff, do. apparently, yes. Apparently. Uh, he knows somebody from a small town that you know walking out of a place. Yep. <laughs> Thank you, Chris, for your recommendation of inscription. It's now on my Steam wish list. When it comes to buying video games, I've put myself on a budget that works like this. At the end of each week. If my Fitbit says that my exercise goals were met, then I put $20 into my gaming slush fund. The system makes me look forward to purchases much like a kid on an allowance, even though I have plenty of disposable income. So my question is, aside from big ticket items, how do you fellows budget your gaming purchases? I know that Sean has DJ money, but how exactly does that work? 
frugally yours, Alejandro, and this was sent from his Apple iPiggy bank. That's a great play. I, I, you know what? I gotta be honest. That would be a great way to get inspired, uh, to do like he does and kind of meet a goal. Sure. Healthy. And then you could drop a 20 somewhere. That's dope. Yeah. Uh, I wish I could say that. Um, I just buy the games I want. I'm, I'm good <laughs> off. Yeah. Lar- so the, the term G- DJ money just means that I make some money when I DJ that I get to keep that I don't have to share. That's all that means. Really? Whenever he plays Coachella and he makes $5 billion, he, right. He doesn't tell us 4.8. <laughs> wait, 4.999 billion goes to Bobby Joe. Uh-huh. And I get like lunch and, and you I get, get a PSVR too. <laughs> you got a PSVR too. Uh, yeah. That's dope. And then, but I, he, I'm like you, Chris, I think I just splurge and yeah. get what I want. I mean, it, it was very different when we were younger, you know, yeah. and I, for all the people out there who are younger listeners, I definitely, I feel you because it's hard times with all the inflation right now and, and being young, you just eggs. Say, <laughs> yeah. Typically you have, you have a hard time getting anything, um, having enough for anything. So I don't get us wrong here. John and I, you know, we remember those days living together where it was, it was like, Hey, why are we buying Assassin's Creed? Cause Chris and John could play that for a good month each and we'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. For a while for That's a new game. Uh, but he also wrote in yesterday, of course, uh, for those who haven't realized we're recording this week on Wednesday because Valentine's day was yesterday and Alejandro wanted to write in also to say, gentlemen, it's understandable that you took this week off. We didn't Alejandro just a day late. That's it. Uh, but to keep my email streak alive, I wrote you this pro poem. Roses are red, violets are blue, whether Flathead or Phillips. Hope you had a nice romantic oh. evening with one you love. <laughs> <laughs> Weekly years, Alejandro. And this was sent from my Black and Decker cordless power tool. <laughs> he is like the goat of, of, of uh, emails. Yeah. And yeah. this, I wanted to chime in real quick to remind everybody. Um, let's say that you logged in on Wednesday and you're like, where's the podcast? Or like, you tuned in on Twitch and we weren't here. You probably missed something. Uh, most of the time, Chris and I, uh, and John, Sometimes we decided. John. No, no, I was, I was thinking about how to say what. I, no, 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 no. We we go. All right, we're gonna take this week off. This is what we're gonna do. But what I was gonna say is, Chris and I usually are hanging out. So he says to me, "Get the uh, get the Twitter thing out there and put something in Discord." So that's what happens. Those are our two. We don't have your phone numbers. We can't text you uh, to say that, that would be kind of cool if we did. Um, like if we had a weekly games chat hotline number that we could send out if you subscribe to it, that would be dope. Um, but yeah, that's the only way. So we did not take the week off. Um, I hope some people, there's probably more Alejandros that thought we took the week off because they didn't know those were the avenues that we, you know, said. But this is why you should pay attention turn our notifications on on twitter and on discord but i do understand sometimes we get going in discord right like we get going and those things would be bing 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 you know like just beeping left and right so no worries john we got a few more left uh did you want to read one uh yeah this one this one comes from uh johnny catch you on the flip side meow meow williams (laughs) oh my goodness i see why you're doing that uh (laughs) Hey, yo, what? Whoa, 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 whoa. What's the title say, John? 
Oh, sorry. Sorry, the voice messages don't put them periods in like Shark Week. <laughs> Hashtag juice box. Oh my god. <laughs> that is oh my god. <laughs> sorry, Alejandro. You might have a uh, a usurper in your in our midst. Hey yo. <laughs> what up? I can't even do this. You got this, big guy. Is this another one of those? It might be. All right. Here we go. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> hey, yo, what up, fam? Like to give a big shout out to Alejandro for giving me props. Much love, but let's keep this gravy train rolling, baby. Hey, Sean, there's a bigger event than the Super Bowl. It's called WrestleMania, baby. It's funky like a monkey, too sweet to be sour. An incredible tower of power flexing on the whole world, brother. Just ask Uncle John. The best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever took PTO. Woo! And if you need a guy to review WWE 2K23, I'm your guy. But from dropping elbows and super kicks, I'm ready to get my sorting hat on, guys. Get waving that wand to cast my Patronus spell. And if you guys were in the Harry Potter world, which group would you belong to? Pop over some butterbeer and get our horcruxes on. And on that the bottom line, because Dumbledore said so, but I digress. It's time, so just like Boondog Saints, I'll catch you on the flip side. Meow, 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 meow. Now sent for Mean Gene Oakland's microphone. Game off for life. P.S. How about the bloater from The Last of Us? Sick. Yes. That was a lot. That, that, that was, was good stuff. That was good stuff. Oh. oh. <laughs> the wrestling references, great. Uh, all the Harry Potter stuff, great. Uh, Boondock Saints reference, hashtag, great. Hashtag juice box. <laughs> hashtag juice box. <laughs> Big Bloater was sick from Last of Us. You know what I'm saying? That's it was. was uh, what did he ask us specifically? Nothing. <laughs> no. What? What? Which group would you belong to? Oh, Ravenclaw, Hufflepuff. Oh. Ben John's apparently a fake Hufflepuff. I'm dead. <laughs> I'm really just good. Deceased. Really I'm good just email. Uh, there's the two left. Uh, can I grab oh. one? Is that cool? <laughs> Do you want one? Do you want Tucker or Devin? Let's see who you like. No, you you do you. You always go Tucker. I always go Tucker? You do. Apparently, I like Whoa, I see why you told me to go Tucker. <laughs> uh, there's a meme. I don't know what it is. Uh, we'll get uh, Chris to look that up so he can get a virus on his computer. Uh, but this way. is from Tucker. He says, hey, everyone. Hey, buddy. This is, this is when hey. you guys would say hey to Tucker. Uh, thanks for all your responses to my last question, to my question last week about turning 18. I highly appreciate it. The Super Bowl was really intense. I'm not usually super excited about football, but I like this time of year because it's Thanksgiving in February with food, family, and football. I'm a Broncos fan, you know, because Denver is in my general area. So it's been a decent seven years since I partied hard. Uh, to answer your question last week, Sean, I only have an Xbox One. Seriously wish I had both a PS5 uh, so I could play the Spider-Man games and a Switch so I could get ready for Tears, Tears of the Kingdom. Any games for Xbox One you guys recommend? Remember, I still live with my family, so keep it rated T. Um, you want to pause there and see if we got any Xbox One games? Xbox One. Um, well, technically, could play... Uh, Sunset Overdrive. If you like Spider-Man, if you're that, interested yeah, in Spider-Man, that was games, a good one. That's Insomniac Games. I think it's pretty much a teen-rated game. If there is adult references, it's very you know like 
tongue-in-cheek. The Master Chief collection, Ori, and the Will of the Wisps. Yeah. Both was a late, a late uh, re- release on there, I guess. It would have been a dual console release, potentially. Yeah. Any of the um, Forza Horizon And the games? greatest Assassin's Creed ever, Odyssey, right? Right? No. <laughs> Origins. Um, also, well, I was going to say, I don't know. Maybe not that one. Maybe not. I would say both Ori games for sure. If you've never played them, they're fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then tap into that Monster Hunter. Those games are amazing. Picking back up on the email. Um, I really enjoyed last week's show. Happy birthday to Jean Marcel. And I'm sorry to hear about your job. Uh, my advice would be to apply for a rival carrier so that you can still get a decent pay and keep using your skills, all with little to no chance of getting fired again. Pretty smart. Side note, couldn't help but think of another game called Verizon Zero Dawn. LOL. I see what he did there. Uh, To answer Thorne's question, no, there will not be a new Demon Slayer game. However, there is an Entertainment District Arc DLC, and I would expect another DLC for this next season. I highly expect that you read the manga, or highly respect that you read the manga. I don't get it how you read those. Just please don't spoil the series. I would recommend watching the anime, though. The animation and presentation is nothing like you've ever seen. Hmm. Facts. Uh, I've been recently thinking about what characters from different games would win in a fight, like your classic Smash Bros. situation, but across all video games. An example would be Master Chief from Halo and Aiden Ver- Verso. Did I say that right? I did, yeah. right? From the Star Wars Battlefront 2 campaign. What characters would you like to see battle to death? I personally would want to see the two most BA characters from the entire gaming industry battle head to head. Doom guy versus Kratos. This is probably the most popular matchup as it could be anyone's game. Seeing as Doom guy is literally too angry to die and that he killed interdimensional beings while Kratos was able to kill the gods responsible for creating the universe. Who do you think, who do you guys think would win? Doom guy. You think Doom guy would be Kratos? Yeah. Oh yeah. That's hard. That's what. <laughs> um, let's pause right there. First of all, who do we think would win Doom guy versus Kratos? I don't know because Kratos is an actual god. Yeah, and he's Doom guy doesn't from, have Thor's hammer. Yeah, he's coming back from the dead. I mean, Doom, Doom guy just has guns. But Kratos killed the devil. <laughs> Doom guy does. I mean, they both run on rage. Right. That's the thing. So I don't know. I mean, wait, like, is heavy metal music going to be in Doom Guy's soundtrack? I could yes. be there. Yeah. Then he wins. I think. I think he kills. But he Kratos. won't. At this point, he won't have Mick Gordon's soundtrack. And, but you know what? Plus, you know what? Doom Doom Guy doesn't have kids. No baggage. Well, that was going to say that's why Kratos could win because he has boy. Yeah. Oh, that's baggage. No, that's a, called a bow and arrow or a, a knee to the face. <laughs> The need to the <laughs> spoilers. Saw, everyone always did the fight. I thought was Doom Guy versus Master Chief because they're so similar, right? Like yeah, helmeted people. Um, I don't know who would win. Who would there. you want to see fight? I, I would want to see Kirby fight uh Hulk from Super or uh, from Capcom versus Marvel, just because the idea of Kirby who can eat anything versus Hulk who can destroy anything. Right. I don't know. It's just a cool fight to me. I'd like to see that. 
Yeah, I want to stay away from any Nintendo-related properties because you technically kind of see them fighting Smash. Um, I kind of want to see Master Chief fight. Um, hmm, who do I want to see Master Chief fight? I mean, we all agree that Doom Guy would destroy Master Chief, right? Seriously, no. I don't know. Who you think would win in the fight between Samus Aran and Master Chief? That's who I think I want to see fight. That Master be, Chief uh, versus Samus. That'd be a great What's fight that? as well. Master Chief versus Samus. <clears throat> and I kind of think Master Chief. He is like. I don't know. I mean, he's got it's size good, on her. <laughs> Even with the suit. <laughs> but she can roll up in a ball and take out your knees. That's true. But he's also got but Cortana. Got, right who can like jump over to her suit and like totally hijack it and like make it see things that she can't see. I don't know. We'll keep thinking about this and that's a great quest question. And, uh, Hey, everybody out in the universe, what are y'all's things that you want to see fight? That's it. I, I love that. Once again, thank you guys so much for all of your support and I'll see you guys next week. Keep fighting boys and game on. This game is on, sent, uh, of course, from Tucker, AKA N- Ender Slayer one, seven, three. And it was sent from, uh, their ID 10 tactical droid. There you go. That's funny. And we got one more. Chris is going to read and we will be, we'll be moving on. And this is from Devin. Uh, and he says, Hey there, host of WGC. That's weekly game check. Hey. Hey. Just, hey, hey, now just wanted to write because last got, uh, last week you guys had several emails from people who had birthdays. Now it's my turn. I just turned 32 and to celebrate my new year of life, I decided to take up a new hobby, painting Warhammer 40 K miniatures. There's a lot of people who do that. I guess I felt like I just wanted to become even more of a nerd than I already am. Anyways, it's actually a pretty relaxing way to spend a few hours a week for me. This leads me to my question. I have for you guys, any small side hobbies or passions aside from gaming that you guys want to share extra points if you're slightly embarrassed to admit it to others. Anyways, love the show and game on fellas, Devin. And he sent this from his mobile Vox unit. It's a Warhammer thing, Sean. <laughs> really? Um, uh, first of all, happy birthday. For sure. Uh, for me, I mean, obviously one of my passions that you guys know I do is DJ. So that's, that's, that's off the table. You guys previously knew about my uh, Funko pop collector passion. That's now kind of ceased. Um, but one of my things I really like to do is I like making puzzles and Lego sets. Really not uh, groundbreaking there. Yeah. I'd say the big thing now that if it isn't apparent, I do love me a big Lego project when I can do them. True. So, and one of the side hustles Chris does in his house, he's holding one right now. It's his guitar. He, uh, every day he kind of plays and practices, and one day he's going to go on tour with me, and I'm going to have him open up for me or vice versa. Vice versa. Vice versa. But there you go, ladies and gentlemen. That was your emails. Let's pivot to Twitter real quick. Let's see if we have any mentions. Uh, we had a lot of people, not a lot, but you know what I mean. Uh, shout out to folks like Draven who retweets stuff, uh, acid queen, things like, well, either we're live or, you know, schedule changes and what have you. Um, we, we, we tweeted out, um, 
from at Hawk Hellfire, um, who also had gotten their email about the PSVR two. Um, oh. So the question was, anybody else excited? I of course retweeted. I said, I am. I did. Here's my money. And shout out to uh, at J Briar three zero eight one five nine six four. You are also excited. So I am going to promote PSVR to love uh, any chance that I get. Let me make sure I didn't miss anything else. I don't think I did. I don't think we missed any PMs, DMs, if you will. Uh, and I think we're good on the followers. So that was nice and efficient. Uh, over in the weekly games chat area, we do have uh, on Discord an email section. Uh, and I don't see any new ones unless somebody's read them. I need to back up time and see we recorded on Tuesday. So anything after the seventh would be fair game. And now just coming in, uh, <laughs> these are, I'm pretty sure two folks listening to us right now, uh, from acid sugar says rude. And then says, just getting high Richards, old man, Draven, has a smiley face and, of course, a classic picture of The Rock chilling sideburn era. That's what's up. So, yeah, if you want to ever send anything, of course, this is your reminder. We have a Discord community with the dedicated email section that we will gladly read emails to and fro. All right, boys. So with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, this has been episode 391, only nine away from 400 topic this week was the metroid prime remaster done very well by john thanks again john thanks again everyone who listened and downloads the show and wherever you do that from please make sure you leave us a like so people like you can find us uh we appreciate the fours and the fives of course shout out to our twitch.tv community who hangs out with us lurks and does all the things you're amazing we appreciate it uh john chris you both are amazing i love you guys to death great show game on john game on chris uh game on john and game on Sean. Uh, just to remind. Game on Sean. Game on Chris. Uh, you can send your emails to weeklygameshat at gmail.com at, tw- uh, at weeklygameshat on Twitter and our Discord. Totally forgot that. Peace out, everybody. Your mom's box. Thug life.